Bing bong. So I guess, I don't know, let's get started. Okay. Right. Oh, three, two, one, and... Introduction! Hey. It's gonna, like, like it was gonna play with. All right, so let's get into our episode. Hello, everyone. We're Dashboard Disciples. I'm James. This is Matt. And um, yeah, we're uh, doing a new episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, if you want to contribute because you really like our podcast, check it out. Um, DashboardDisciples.GoDaddySites.com. Go to our Patreon. Um, I don't know, buy us coffee, I guess. <laughs> coffee buy coffee yeah starbucks not a no sponsor. brand no brand no brand deals starbucks not a sponsor it would never be a sponsor to <laughs> anything to add christian in it <laughs> hashtag blessed hashtag blessed <laughs> all right um so check this out i well for one a lot of stuff is gonna kind of happen this week for one like so, I don't know, for my house, I have kids in school. Last week was the first week of school. And... Are they going I'm, back after Labor Day? No, Is they, that what they're doing? No, they already went back to school. They're in school now. No, I mean, like, going face-to-face. Oh, no. They're going to... No? Um, their district is doing um, every grading period. So, we have nine-week grading periods. Oh, okay. So, every grading period, we are reviewing... Um, they're reviewing whether or not they want to like go back in person, mm-hmm. um, and we we I think this next nine weeks we get the option. So there is an option after Labor Day to go back to physical learning, mm-hmm. but we're going to stay virtual. And then after the grade until the end of the grading period at the very least, and then evaluate from there. Okay. Um, I mean, there's its ups and downs with it. I don't know. There was a district um, a couple towns over. Yeah, and um, they went back to face to face immediately, and they've I think they've shut down like half the school now because there's like over forty something COVID cases in their school. They had to um, shut down. Their teachers had to go in quarantine. Kids had to go in quarantine. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, well, it might look like it's safe. It's almost kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of like playing paintball. You know like, how they're doing it in Utah? All that? the school districts are back in Utah. Like, they're... That's what they're they're doing. They're all yeah. back in face-to-face. But the only ones that are in the building as far as adults are, like, administration and teacher assistants. All the teachers are at home. And they're remote... In, they're going remote in. But the kids are physically... But the kids are physically there. Hmm. And, like, so... Like it would be, that would be so weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. that I mean, there's TAs, there's TAs there. Yeah, there's adults there. Like they're not just like all going back and yeah. whatever. But it's a free for all. So yeah. I mean, my daughter's recess yesterday was jumping on her bed for 20 minutes. So yay. I mean, they like that. So she liked that better than whatever recess they would have yeah, had in school right? anyway, right? No, no, but uh, yeah. So we're evaluating. They're evaluating every nine weeks and stuff. Man, but I, I mean, I definitely want to give it up to our teachers because our teachers are like, I mean, they've gone through the ringer having to learn a whole new system, 
some of our some of these teachers have been teaching for 30 years mm -hmm. you know and i mean they were pre-computers you know mm -hmm. and the internet kind of happened while they were teaching and now they're like completely dependent on the internet right now yeah and you know unfortunately honestly like the one thing that kind of sucks is we did lose a lot of good teachers due to the fact that they just retired because they were like i they were you know i talked to a couple they're like i'm just i'm too old to have to relearn a whole new thing mm -hmm. and that's kind of unfortunate i mean um kind of just you know word to the wise is uh stay uh stay relevant as possible i mean keep learning keep learning keep learning i'll say this from the kids perspective the old teachers are the creepy ones that stay with you for the rest of your life <laughs> they really do like but i mean some of these like i come saying like like some of these and they're no nonsense the old ones are no nonsense there's a lot of a lot of and, and that's one thing i will say it's like when it comes to the younger generations like i, I know how to use i know how to use you know the internet we know how to go online we know how to use zoom we know how to all that and and i guess uh virtually communicate you know because we grew up in that era mm -hmm. but the older generation has a lot of wisdom that we can glean from and it's not like oh only hang out with the older people because of the wisdom and then just ignore tech you know I don't know, the world from turning and growing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and growing with times. It's kind of like you have to... You have to kind of be hand-in-hand with both, you know? Gain the wisdom as well as grow with, you know... Don't get left behind. I remember the, there was this guy that... Uh, I don't know. Friend that I talked to that was like... His senior pastor was reading like kind of like how to do like zoom and how to do all these things and and um he was like oh you know what are you doing he's like man i'm too young to get left behind and he's in his 70s <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i want to be that guy but anyway yeah um so a lot of crazy things happened this week i think the crazy thing that happened was that like the teachers prepared 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 and then like the thing that they have absolutely zero control over happened the first day of school <laughs> and it was all the servers crashed yeah in the school district your kids are in yeah, yeah. all the servers crashed um the, everything are you gonna say your theory on that who did that oh yeah <laughs> dude i totally think it was a student it was a high school student <laughs> totally think it was a high school student <laughs> i totally think it was a high school student <laughs> i mean it's nothing that me or my group of friends would not have done <laughs> and, you know like we were we weren't bad kids. We were just bored. It was one of your, it was one of your youth. It was one of your it's youth at your church. My, yeah. No. <laughs> like, like my group of my my group of friends in high school. Like, we weren't bad kids. Like, we didn't. Nobody was in drugs. Nobody was drinking. Nobody was getting anybody pregnant. Well, I had one friend. Like that. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lord redeems. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but but but. We did do things just to see how far we could we could push something. Oh yeah, without yeah. getting caught. That's that was totally you know, me too. Everything from like skateboarding on the roof to like we wore school uniforms and our uniforms, our shirts had to be tucked in. But th there was a you know, of course, in every like guideline book, there's mm -hmm. these little clauses. Yeah, and it was like 
school uniforms, shirts are meant to be tucked in unless they were designed to be worn out, which I'm sure was was directed towards like females. You know, like those those cut shirts that you know you, you're not supposed you don't you don't tuck them in. <clears throat> and um, so what I did was I found seven Yaveras, which if you're not for sure what if you're not sure what a Yaveras oh, is, basically that, like yeah. kind of like it's a Mexican dress shirt and it's got like kind of a design down the middle, but it's but it's got a square like a, a round bottom. It's made to be worn tucked out. Um, and I, I guess if you're not familiar with any like Mexican culture, I would say similar to the way a Hawaiian shirt is worn, sure, but just not as loud. Yeah. Um, so I bought seven of those, right? Five days of school, I can wash them and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I wore the whole, the whole entire school year because <laughs> I didn't want to tuck in my shirt. I know, and people would say tuck in your shirt, and I'd be like, no, it's made to be worn out. I can show you the rule. <laughs> And, Teachers uh, love that one. They use the rule against them. They yeah. love. They love that kid. So I sure. can imagine that it would have been one of my friends. In fact, I would. Know, I know kind of exactly what friend it would have been that would have crashed the system <laughs> the day on the first day of school. Um, so I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past a student. Somewhere in North Sun ISD, there, there's a group of kids, a group of AV kids, like laughing their butt off because <laughs> they crashed the system on the first day of school. But threw an ad bomb at him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something. I mean, but who knows? I mean, I don't know if they'd admit that. Would they? Admit I don't think that? they would admit oh. it. They'd have to get. They'd have to have gotten caught. Then they'd have to like. I don't even know if maybe the school district. What are you gonna do? To suspend them? You gonna suspend them? How are you gonna suspend them? <laughs> what do you do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> You mean you have a Zoom call with the principal, and that's like going to the principal's office. <laughs> oh, dude, how, are, how dude. does that work? <laughs> I felt you know? so bad this morning. So my 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 son woke up this morning and he had a stomachache. He was like, "I have a stomachache. I don't feel good." So we took his temp. Didn't have a temp, um, but just was like, and I, he had eaten candy and because he was like grandma and grandpa's all all yeah. weekend. So he he ate candy all weekend and all that good stuff. You know, there's no rules of grandma and grandpa's. And um, sure enough, today he's like, just can't go to the bathroom, like, stomach hurting, everything. And I'm, and he's like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, do you want to stay home today? He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. You can just you all just hang out in your room all day. And he's like, yeah. I was like, good, because that's where school is. <laughs> I was like, because that's where school is. He, was, oh. he just gave me that look like, oh, man, I hate you. <laughs> but he's feeling better. I, I just told him, I was like, just go to morning attendance. If you still don't feel good, you need to lay down. We'll text the teacher and tell him that you don't feel good. But I thought it was hilarious that school's at home. So yeah. It's not like he can be like, I don't, I don't want to go to school today. It's like, well, too bad. <laughs> um. Anyway. Well, what else? What else do we oh, got? Oh, yeah. So this week, yeah. So Chadwick Boseman passed. I wasn't ready for that, man. Dude, wasn't I ready wasn't to hear ready that. that. I don't think anybody was ready for wasn't that. I wasn't ready to hear that at all. Um, by the way, which what are you doing with your life if you have cancer, but yet you're going to work every day and you're filming your movies? Like, he went on with his life and he's said cancer. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, Black... He was diagnosed in 16, and Black Panther came out in 18, so it was probably filmed in 17. Yeah. I mean... Dude, where are you at? Oh, no, Avengers. Well, just think about Avengers. Yeah. Think about the work for Avengers. Like, that literally took two years to film. So, right when he was done with Panther... Like, even even, um, uh, Robert Downey was saying... Robert Downey and then Pepper... um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Both of them were saying, it's like, we were filming uh, Avengers. We were filming... Um, what else? Uh, they, a well, Spider Man. We were filming so Spider Man, and they him. had they yeah. had no idea which what scene they were filming was for which movie. That's how confusing it got for them. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he'd been filming. He was what he debuted in Civil War. Yeah, and I mean, all from Civil War all the way to Endgame. You know, like his dudes, and, and he was battling cancer the yeah. entire time. With nobody, with like nobody knew. Yeah, I mean, that's um. I don't even. I dude, honestly, like I don't have. I don't have the strength to be able to do that. You know, like that's that is some um, totally my personality. I totally have a pity party for myself. No, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, no, like no. that's dude. Like, like no. that is inspiration at its finest. You know, I mean, he yeah. So I mean, it it bums me out that he's gone. Bums me out that. I mean, people were talking crap about him and having lost all that weight. Like, after, See, I don't even remember that. I, I saw a little bit of it. I don't uh-huh. think it was... It wasn't really big. Um, But, yeah, I mean... And then he just... Yeah, it was crazy, man. Who like, cares? I mean, they have... That's why they have CGI to make you look even better than what you really are, you know? Like... You have to be in physical, some kind of physical shape, but they fix a lot with CGI. I mean, but yeah, so he passed, I mean, big, 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 you know, just very much a uh, influence, positive influence on so many people. And, you know, and he did 42, 42 as well. So that was cool. Dude, I liked him in 42. It was like halfway through the movie that my wife realized that, that was Black Panther. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, that's Black Panther!" Like, and then you're like, "Like, come on, you know?" Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, and then, um, dude. But the thing that got me the most, <laughs> and she just left after that. <laughs> she just left. Was she on? I think that was her. It had one, and then right after, I was like, "Oh, oh, she's back. Somebody's back." Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so the thing that so the thing that got me the most this week was. Um, the I think it was like Wednesday, Thursday of last week, where I think Game Five of the Nuggets. No, it was the Bucks and uh, Magic. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bucks, yeah, and, Bucks Magic and Magic decided not to play their game due to a protest against another um, black guy, African American. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that. Jeez. Was killed I'm not remembering his name, so now I'm really gonna get no, torched here. Um, I, I don't rem- honestly. It was in, it was in Wisconsin, um, in Kedestosha. What do you say that? I don't understand. I don't know. Honestly, man, like I have been keeping up with very little media because it's just so like it's it's so directed to like make me to make me think the world is ending. You know, every single day of the week that I'm just like I'm fed sure. up with it. So, but I mean, all right. Well, I don't think I don't think you want to talk about the facts of that case 
that happened in Wisconsin, right? Like, yeah, because, I'm not. I'm not I really mean, concerned I, about the, the the facts of the case. Yeah, I mean, let, I let's. Mean, I mean, because number one, it kind of just happened, so we don't know everything that happened. Yeah. Number one, so we're not going to be overreacting and all that. And this uh, isn't this isn't one of those like I'm not trying to like support or or go against go yeah, against it. Sure. You know, for like, sure. I'm, there's a day for that. I think there's a yeah, day for that. And you know, I'm just like. I honestly, I don't know the details of it, but anyway, an incident happened that sparked another, like, Black Lives Matter protest. Um, the NBA is really all over Black Lives Matter. We talked about that here on the podcast. It's all over, like, it's in all, it's in the uh, basketball court that they're playing. And yeah, yeah. All this stuff. I mean, which, which is another, like. I think that is an important. It is an important issue to bring up and to talk about, and in social justice, I'm 100% in support of that. But, and you know, for all you, all of the uh, Christian ears that are, are watching, I'm just saying this for the sake of context. But in the same place where you're, po- you're, you're support, you're outcrying social justice and equality. And all this craziness for a player to call somebody else a bitch ass white boy and nothing get done. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, we're just going yeah. to like we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna shout equality and then degrade somebody. That's yeah. not us. For sure. And that was like, man. If if we take if we take notes from from Dr. King from any of the of, of our social justice pioneers, it's that it's it's a simple truth that in order for us to actually bring about change, we have to be two hundred percent better than the people we want to we want change. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to change. You know, no, like, and, I, and and every time these little like these little things were like this any means necessary I- ideology comes in, it only it only shoots people two steps back. Yeah, so one step forward, two steps back. Very interesting part in I think it's Hunger Games Catching Fire, where I think it's Haddish uh, that says it. Um, you know that a revolution is a very, uh, a very sensitive flame. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. and the slightest thing can either grow it or it can extinguish it. So I guess basically, sort of the thing behind it is you you do have to be like any anyone that's against you is going to look for any reason mm-hmm. to discredit you. So you have to, to get the change that you want, you have to, you have to be better. You have to yeah. be better than, uh, being on the same level isn't enough. You actually have to be better. Is that, the, is that fair? No. But uh, that's the rules of the game, mm-hmm. which is, which is why from the, from the get-go with the NBA, I was like, what are these... Um, rich people trying to tell us that we're that we are a part of the problem and it's like it's like wait a minute like like okay I'm the one that's seeing riots in my city I'm the one that's seeing riots across the country 
and somehow I'm a part of a problem. Well, I I, I have or or uh, or what are my my white friends? They have privilege, and all and then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There there's like like so that's that's me from the get go. That's like. That was like kind of me. It's like okay, I'm seeing, I'm not seeing humility go both ways here. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling like it's a conversation. I'm feeling like I'm being talked down to, and, and I mean Charles Barkley said it, said it best. It's like it's a real fine line. It's a slippery slope. There are people that have lost their jobs. There are people that are rioting. There are people that have lost their, that lost their businesses and due to people rioting, and you want to to listen to you just because and your credibility is just is just because you bounce a basketball hold mm-hmm. on wait a minute so it's well, like it is a really fine line like you have to have some sensitivity as you come to the the table to have the conversation and it should be a conversation and well here's and, and you know there was a of course you know I don't know I don't know if you do this but I definitely do this like when I can't sleep at night I get on the internet and I start trolling just mm-hmm. like go down the rabbit hole on Google or whatever. And one thing I, I, I came across that re- just reminded me of something that I remember back in college where it was like, it was a quote by Winston Churchill. And it was like when I was taking a history course and it was basically, and I'm sure if you just Google it, you can learn it. Um, during the London Blitz mm-hmm. and, and Britain's, and entrance and all and fight in World War Two, the <clears throat> Parliament decided that, or they uh, they opted to defund um, the arts and entertainment in their government, mm-hmm. so that everything that that pool of money or whatever can go towards the war effort. So basically, they were they were stopping plays they were stopping culture they were stopping sports mm-hmm. and everything was now just towards the war effort and when it came to Winston Churchill who was the prime minister to approve that he didn't he he actually opted not to and when they asked him why not they said he his his response and and I'm going to paraphrase his quote but was if we get rid of the arts and culture then what are we fighting for you know like what are we what are we truly fighting for i think sometimes and this is not a shut up and dribble conversation like comment whatever but i think a lot of times some of our athletes who are at a who have good intentions who have good intentions forget that one of the biggest reasons we have sports in America or we have sports in the world is to ease the tension of the global climate. The grind of life. Yeah, the grind of life, it, the, yeah. the, the, the craziness that's happening. We can turn on a basketball game, we can turn on a baseball game, and for two, three hours, nothing matters, you know? Nothing matters. My bills don't matter. My sickness doesn't matter. The politics don't matter. It's just a game and we enjoy it. And so to so for athletes or organizations or whatever to take that away during a very tense time in our nation's history is is like is like lighting a fuse. Mm-hmm. Because now I have nothing else to think about, especially like we're in the middle of this pandemic 
on top of that. So already we don't have anything else to think about in the day. And then you take that away and you have even less to think about. And now you're just, you've just lit a fuse of, of social and civil unrest. And sometimes, so I, when I was thinking about that, cause I was reading a post by LeBron James or whatever. And I was like, sometimes I think the best thing that we can actually like, or these athletes can actually do is continue to entertain people. Mm-hmm. So that ten, so that the tensions can can drop, you know, yeah, and and ease can happen. It's not a distraction. It's like it's releasing the pressure. Everybody has, and and it almost kind of goes back to that whole like the body of Christ thing, you know. It's like you're trying to be you, the the entertainer, are trying to be the think tank. Well, that's not your job, you know. Like that's not that's not your that's not your 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 design that's not your calling that's not where you you need to be. It's time and place. Yeah, it's, like you. This yeah. is what you're supposed to be doing, and if you do your part properly, you will make the changes you're hoping to make by trying to do that job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the uncomfortable reality. As much as we want to look back at our social justice pioneers, you got to realize they are who they are for a reason. They're unique. Mm-hmm. They God so gifted them to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not them. <laughs> you're not them and there will never be anyone like them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like they are there they it's it's the Esther thing. God has raised you for such a time as this. He raised Martin Luther King Rosa Parks for that particular time to bring about a change. Now it's not to say you can't bring a change in light of your own way, but you do it you do it using what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Um well and, and Martin Luther King, he was a preacher, he was a pastor, so he he used his public his or his oratory ability, his speaking ability to enact his change. He used his God given talents. And you can and athletes can use their God given talents to bring about their change too branching out and doing all this other stuff it's a fine line that's all that's what i gotta say about that yeah yeah and i mean that even goes back to like chadwick boseman right i almost guarantee you that we're gonna look back on his life in the next decade or so and say that he brought about more change than than basketball players or football players kneeling or protesting or anything because he did it within his gift Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and if you look at, if you watch, and I'm sure, I know that he didn't write the movie, but, but he was the face of these quotes. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes a long way in itself. If you look at the Black Panther movie, there are so many, and even Civil War and, and, you know, I mean, like his influences in, in all those movies some of his quotes that have to do with social justice or just simply doing your part, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or speaking out or taking action are more, they're more of an influence. Yeah. 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 You use your craft to make an impact. And so, um, uh, I don't know, like the biggest way you show, that you can make a difference is in your actions, not in any words that you do. Okay, not yeah. in any presser, 
um, or, or whatever. Like, like people looking up to you and seeing that you can score basketball so well inspires them to go then and do their own thing mm-hmm. uh, and, and be and be them and be them. Um, so, so I don't know, and I, I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's completely underrated in all of this. And yeah. so, go ahead. And I'll yeah. Move on. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That was it. Okay. It's just like, like, yeah, that, I mean, they don't, a lot of these athletes that are doing what's they're you know what I mean? They're not understanding that the fact that I don't, I, I, maybe they do it, but I'm not, I'm not them, but they don't understand. But I feel like they don't understand the fact that just simply playing the game will bring change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And so, but anyway, um, they do this protest, right? Um, and the, the whole story is that um, because every, because of the latest shooting, it was in Wisconsin. That place, Katosha, I can't say it right, um, is a, basically a suburb of Milwaukee. So Milwaukee felt, the Bucks felt like they had a special, like, responsibility because it was basically in their backyard so uh, they went rogue from the rest of the league and felt like they needed to do this mm. and so I guess sort of my reaction to all of it was was kind of twofold there was my initial reaction and then my reaction to everything that happened while the protest was going on so my initial reaction is like <clears throat> it's like okay can we first figure out exactly what happened in Wisconsin before we declare it another before we declare the cops there racist like we did with George Floyd can we like before we before we go there can we like take a deep breath and just not assume the worst uh that was my initial reaction but it was like but you know what you did what you did okay my other thing was like okay you're in the bubble all right and it was like there were from the get-go the NBA told them you have the option to opt out and you can leave at any time but Mm. if you do leave you forfeit your salary you forfeit your salary it doesn't affect your contract though your contract will still be honored in full all that okay and um, and George Floyd happened before the bubble started right yeah. Okay. So they knew the climate. They knew the climate that we were in. They knew and Brianna Taylor happened before the bubble started, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. So they knew they knew and this was Kyrie Irving's point from the get go. He's like, You guys, we got more important things to do than basketball. Why are we even doing this? And and that was his perspective. And um every and he was torched for it. Mm-hmm. The fact this is the and this is I guess sort of my one of my main problems with Star saying something. It's like if anyone steps out of line from what the mainstream opinion should be, like the opinion from LeBron James or Chris Paul or any of these other guys, if anyone has a different sort of thought, like what the Bucks had, it was like, what are you doing? Like we're, we're supposed to be united. Like we're supposed to be doing one thing. We're supposed to be one voice. And it's like, wait a minute. That's I thought the whole. That doesn't seem right either. Like a guy can't have an original thought. Like mm. what's in the like what in the world? So, um, 
So the Bucks did what they did, and it was like, my reaction was kind of like, guys, you really, really don't know how to run a, like, run a revolution here. Like, you got, like, if you guys want to make one voice, like, if you guys want to make a change, it's like, you got Kyrie Irving doing his own thing over here. You got the Bucks doing their own thing over here. You got, and then LeBron James and Chris Paul, this was before the protests and all that. There was apparently talk that, you know, he started his own organization about get out, get out and vote. Like, he started his own little thing. It's like, okay, so LeBron James is doing his little thing. It's like they're all doing all these things, and they're not really united together. Like, it's like, okay, that's kind of mm -hmm. a problem or whatever. Uh, it's kind of, it, it is a problem, but at the same time, like, they could have been united in the get-go and just thought about Kyrie and maybe gone with him and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my initial thought. And then other details started to emerge after the Bucks did all this stuff. And it was that they had a meeting the next day. The Bucks explained their position about why they did what they did because it really looked, made the Orlando Magic look bad. They were just out there in the court like, what in the world? Where's Milwaukee? Like, we're ready to play. And they were the ones down 3-1 ready to go home. Like, yeah. It was like, they were like, wait a minute, what's going on? And so they have this meeting the next day, and the Bucks sort of explained why they did what they did. Wait, and so did the win go to the Orlando then? No, no, no. They, they, uh, the NBA canceled all the games, and they let them make it up another day. Which oh, I would have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they, maybe I there thought, was a forfeit. Hey, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, dude, protest all you want, but that's a forfeit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and there's something to be said for that. And uh, but you know, like I don't. I, the NBA is so scared of looking bad. It's why they painted Black Lives Matter on the court, in my opinion. It's why, it's why they. Um, uh, it, it's it's why they did all these social justice warrior things. Like I I, I don't know. I, I I think they they're so every and it's not just the NBA. Every company is very afraid of looking like they don't support Black Lives Matter. Mm. Like they're they don't want to even have the appearance that they're looking bad. So I don't know. Okay, I mean that's just the general thing across America today. No one wants to look like they're they're um, they're not bigots. Supportive. Yeah, they're yeah. not support. Yeah. Okay, well, so and it goes and it goes both ways. It's like, it's like, the the far conservative right doesn't want to look like they support anything liberal, and the far conservative left doesn't want to look like they support anything conservative, and it goes and it and it just kind of goes back and forth, and it's like, the divide is growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and dude, I mean, I can even go back to like, and I'm sure it's happened way before, but this is become when I became more personally aware, I guess. But going all the way back to like 2000, what, the 2000 election, you know, like it started small. It started super small with the idea that where people started telling each other or like the whole like the the uh, the broken chat or the hanging chad thing um, in the Bush election, you know, I don't remember that. You remember that? That was yeah. huge news. I mean, I don't know. I'm such a child. Whatever. <laughs> I was no. in high school. Okay. Well, 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 yeah, yeah, I want to, yeah, but so um, what I'm saying is that like the whole like thing about the hanging Chad thing, and you know, like, I mean, essentially the 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 first inclination where I saw where I personally started seeing more of a divide was when essentially people were the 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 propaganda was well, your vote really doesn't matter because you know you have all these other swing states and 
the electoral college, you know, so people were influenced with the idea that their vote, that their, their, their personal vote doesn't matter, you know? And then, so what happens when I want to bring about change, but I, but I, but I'm taught that even if I vote, people are just going to do what they want to do at the top. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm going to protest, you know? And if I want my voice heard even louder, then I'm going to riot. And now I, I say it's taken 20 years, but we're at this point now, you know, where we're, because the people that are protesting and rioting or whatnot, to me, I feel like are because they feel like their voice isn't being heard. And then they feel like this is the only way that my voice is going to be heard is if I make a, a scene. I don't know about that. I mean, I know that there, maybe, maybe, but I also do know that you can go on Craigslist right now to various cities and say, and there will be ads that say protesters need it. Anti-Trump must be wanting to hold signs. Must like there are people who are actually out for destruction. Yeah, and exactly. It, there's no, but it's not a political ideology thing. It's not a. It's not necessarily. It's people just want to watch the world burn. You're saying it's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, they think America is a lost cause. There, I can. I can go show you the ads. I can literally go show you the ads. So where I mean, those so are. Then, the, so then, those are the case. So then, what do we do about it? I don't think anyone's gonna like it, but you got to be ready to support the police and get out there with riot. Let them get out there with riot gear. And, and put the riot down. I the I riot, not not the protest. I don't riot. know, man. Like I, I feel like that whole like you know the eye for an eye makes the whole world blind type of thing. I'm not saying that we need that we don't need police. I'm I'm I 100% love our police. You know, I 100% love our, I mean, love our military and all that. But but I feel like. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. Well, what, I mean, what is the, I mean, you can get on Craigslist and you can go directly to Craigslist and be like, you got to be watching for these ads and you got to take them all down. You can go that route. You can go and do all of that, but it's just that people are just going to find another way. If people are intent on burning a city down, they're going to find a way to do it. And then like, it's not all protests, but there are some protests where, I mean, ax pickets are found um, but I mean, uh, all of at, what, at what point are we really going to stop it when it comes to the point, like, for example, this last week or whatever, that 17 year old kid that like killed two people. I mean, he was defending and trying to stop protests. He, yeah, that's not right. That's not right either. I which mean, is why, which is why it's like the police do it. Not these militias, not, not anyone else. And police then we go, and it. then we go into not trusting the government because now we have these police or secret police that are over here you know shutting people down kidnapping people and people think we live in like some 1984 well communist state that's a local problem and each police to me police departments have their role in community engagement mm -hmm. that's how you well, build and, credibility and that's I, and that that goes back to the whole like the arts and the culture thing and i think honestly if, if i were to give any idea of a solution i'm not and i'm not saying man my hair's all messed up you know i'm not saying that i that i am i am the end all be all right i'm this is not a this is not a political platform um 
podcast, I mean, of course, we understand that our podcast is really about Jesus, but we're just talking about the part of the part of our podcast is talking about life, and this is going what's going on in our life right now. But it goes back to like the whole like canceling the games, protesting games, not playing kneeling or, or whatever you want to do. It's like we forget how much of an influence the entertainment is. Yeah. When we're saying like, oh, we don't need actors and we don't need sports. No, we don't need. I, I understand. We don't need millionaire people telling us what to do. Yeah. I I get that. Um, and you don't need you don't need athletes being paid billions of dollars or whatnot. But and I understand that. But you do need that acting and entertainment, especially from places like your police force, from your military. And so on and so forth. That was one thing. Like I said, I when I was in the when I was in the Marine Corps, my job was was to be in the band. I was I was in the Marine Corps band um, with a couple of the field a couple of the field bands, and our job was to be that bridge, that link between that link that that humanized what we who we were. Mm-hmm. That we were not some like brainwashed elitist military group that would go into cities or towns and you know what I mean do the government's bidding we were people from your community you know we were normal people from your community that took an oath to protect your community mm-hmm. you know and even if that means like, like when we took our military oath from all enemies both foreign and domestic you know, and so like the entertainment, like I remember in San Antonio PD used to have this rock band that would go around to all the schools and yeah. community events. Those things go a huge, like long, 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 long way when it comes to protests and the police having to do their jobs, which might include forcefully pulling people out to deescalate situations from being more violent yeah for sure but but you gain that support by being approachable when there is no violence 100 percent. you know and so yeah. like those little rock bands those little like training camps those uh goodwill you know police versus fire department games that people go well why are we sending money towards these things why are we you know mm-hmm. why are we funding these things when we could be funding you know more more riot gear or more ammunition or yeah. or other training why do we why are we spending forty thousand dollars at at the alamo dome or a million dollars the alamo dome to rent it out to have a big you know goodwill game between houston pd and sapd or whatever you know yeah you do that because it humanizes the the people that are that are it humanizes the police it humanizes yeah, the it's military. the whole point of national night out exactly it's it's the whole point and and if and this is i guess this would be my criticism of maybe NYPD Chicago PD LAPD all those all the big police play, police forces across the country if you got crime in your city that bad it's be, like part of the equation is that you are not engaged in your community well mm-hmm. enough okay and if you've given up on an area like police don't go in there oh no 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 it's because you screwed up initially in not engaging your community and getting to know your community or having people 
uh, that for, are from that community be police so that there is some credibility mm-hmm. there with the because local. Because what happens locals. is it becomes an us versus them. Yeah, and that's... that's And, and that's not like... I like, don't think any police the, chief the, wants that. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, your police force is not an occupying force no. in your city or community. Your police force is your community. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, is made up of people in your community. And, and as it should be. And so, like... And and if anything is going to change that that the idea of of the civil unrest is is unifying those small civil communities, um, you know, for example, the the issue that happened in San Antonio a couple of days ago, whatever, with the guy that was jogging and mm-hmm. apparently fit the description. Again, I don't know all the details. You know, I'll. I'll I'll be the first to say that right now I'm only reading like we, like the And we don't know everything, which is why it's an investigation. Exactly. Come on. But yeah. You know, essentially what what it's really pointing down to is the or the biggest thing right now is the fact that the guy was jogging, cop asked to see ID, the guy said no. And the guy said he didn't have to show ID, which he didn't have to show ID. That's true. But that escalated the situation. Now, granted, if two people, regardless of their color, race, religion, whatever, just respected each other enough to say, hey, who are you? What's your name? You know, this thing's going on. Essentially, this this thing is going on and I need your help because I need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let, can I see your ID? And said, yes. Oh, Cool. You know, like, that's not you, so here you go. Sorry mm-hmm. to bother you. I mean, like, I had a friend, I have a friend, a really close friend who's a cop, and he's like, and my brother's a cop too, but he's like, man, I hate arresting people because that means I have to do paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, stop making my job harder. <laughs> I'm just trying to be, like, I'm here to help you and the community. Yeah. You know, like, um, <clears throat> And so now there's whole this this whole big deal, this whole you know whatever, but it's like, man, if we just build that unity to respect each other, if our if our players just did or our whatever athletes, actors, whatever, did their part, which might not mean standing on a pedestal and shouting from the rooftop and and protesting yeah. alongside, it might meaning it might it might mean playing the game so that those protesters have something to be unified about you know because yeah and so the here's the other part of I guess the Milwaukee Bucks protesting um, and what happened so they have a meeting the next day after everything was down with Milwaukee um, and um, the players all the people all the teams that are left in the bubble they come and they meet together apparently it was a very contentious meeting the Bucks were explaining why they did what they did, and people like Chris Paul and LeBron James were like, "What are you doing? Like, why? Why did you do what you do? What you did? We have things in the works, and apparently they did have things in the works, like, like all the stuff that ended up out of all of this, the, the the stadiums being used as election points, all this other stuff, that was already in the works, and." the Milwaukee Bucks went rogue and so LeBron James is like why are y'all doing this like why'd y'all do that uh and and then but he he was saying it in less than nice terms Mm -hmm. okay like and that's the way he came off 
turned a lot of people off. Yeah. It was it was like it was like like people were uh, there mean? were people in for the Milwaukee Bucks telling them like, wait a minute, they they there's a reason why they did what they did. Why are you talking down to them like that? Mm-hmm. And then and then uh LeBron was like, No, we gotta be unified, we gotta be together, we gotta we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And it's like and and so um there was that shouting match back and forth. It ended with um LeBron leaving that meeting angry. He went to his room. Apparently five or six players followed him into his room and it took him a while to talk him down from the ledge because he didn't like what he was hearing. He didn't like how he how he was talked back to. So then they have another meeting this time in 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 the morning with Adam Silver um some owners in the league uh I think a player from each uh, each team left in the bubble and uh Michelle Roberts who's the head of the players association they all have this big meeting and it's all it's whatever well they're they're exchanging ideas and they seem like they're coming out with an agreement about how to resume the basketball and what to get out of it okay fine well as they're about to hang up the call LeBron James starts talking and he goes on this 15-minute rant, apparently, where he says, you think this is about me? No, it's not about me. I'm looking out for the players beneath me, too. This was little, literal words, beneath him. Mm. And it was like, it was like, what? Like, and all of the, all the owners just kind of look at each other, or not look at each other, but kind of like, we just literally agreed on something. And now you're saying you disagree? You you were quiet this entire time, had nothing to say, but then now you have something to say now that we have an agreement. So from this whole process, all that makes me look at LeBron James as is if he's not the face of it, it's not good enough. Mm. That's what it looks like. Like he has to be the face of it. He has to be the head of it. And it's like, come on, dude, come on. Now this is like no longer. This isn't lo- this isn't about voting rights. This isn't mm-hmm. about voter suppression. This isn't about this. This is about who gets the credit, mm-hmm. and you want the credit, and and uh, he apparently between that time which he had that meeting that night before and that meeting before he suddenly had a change of heart between whether even wanting to come back and even play the bu- play basketball anymore for this for this season. The Clippers and the Lakers were like we, we don't want to play anymore, mm-hmm. but everyone else was like no we'll come back and play. Well. Apparently, he had some kind of change of heart between then and now. And he could have been sure. And, and what LeBron is telling you is that so he's that people convinced him otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, now, given that that whole beneath comment, it's like it just makes me think, hmm, did him and his Nike handlers were like, I wonder if him and his billion-dollar agreement with Nike kind of came into play. It's like, no. What if Nike just wants him out on the floor? Like, they need to see him out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a part of it. Like there's a real business side of this. You can't just you can't just necessarily just protest things and do this and do that. And eventually, I mean, eventually the companies will be like, we kind of have a contract. We need you to kind of do this mm-hmm. and that. And so eventually that comes into play. And then he has this beneath comment, and it's like, dude, come on, man. I I, I don't even like you're you're you have no credibility. With me, I'm done. Like, like I get where Milwaukee's coming from. I wouldn't have done it the way they did it. But I understand it. Mm-hmm. But him, nah, man, don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah. Like, like I, I just lost, I lost it, I lost it with him. Like, I'm done. Like, I, he's no longer a voice for me in all this. And by doing the things that you're doing, 
you got to realize now this is the thing this is what to kind of put a circle on all this if if you're gonna want real change you have to be correct you have to be better than those who are against you yeah you have to have clean hands in it and, and those unfortunately are like you were saying earlier those unfortunately are just the rules of the game the, yeah those are the rules of the game and and the young players in the NBA in that meeting they were turned off to LeBron they didn't like dude like what <laughs> like okay uh, it's like in this respect you may be the face of the league but we're players too we're people too you can afford to forget an entire season mm-hmm. and because you make your billion dollars with between Nike the NBA and all your sponsorships the guy at the end of the bench he can't necessarily do that no and he's wanting everyone to fall in line with what he wants to do and it's like come on man no like that's not going to work for me. No, the guy at the end of the bench, I mean, that... and that even The goes assistant really, coaches, that's not... You know, they don't make as much as you. Like, yeah, the guy at the end of the bench, the, the, the freaking towel boy, you know, the ball boy. <laughs> you know, like... The people at the stadiums. Yeah, the, the yeah. security workers, whatever, like... Yeah. I mean... You're ready to throw all of them out on the street, not think about them, but you want everyone to fall in line behind you. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's not real leadership, dude. Get out of here. Yeah. Come on. Well, all right. Anyway, that was a cool conversation. We gotta, we gotta head out. Yeah. We didn't really, we didn't really tie this one up in a bow, but yeah, that's life, man. Hey, we're off season. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a book to you guys soon, uh, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> all right. See you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.